Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast with Jesse and MJ, where each week we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our first day of Podmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Love it. So <laughs> as a welcome to December, we're going to release an episode every single day in the lead up to Christmas. Such is our dedication to the craft. To, that, that's crazy. I don't know if we're going to make it. Well, I love Christmas and this is like the present that I can give to our listeners. This is going to make your December so much more bearable. December leading up to Christmas can be a pretty stressful time. Hectic, yeah. And we want to be in your ear every single day to help you through it. <laughs> a movie a day. I'm going to I'm going to struggle, but we're going to we're going to try and do it. So today this is also another important episode. This is our 50th Netflix film. We are raising the bat for so the half century. To, to welcome to welcome uh, Podmas in. We're, we're 50 in. So this is the 2017 romantic drama. It's called Our Souls at Night and it's directed by Ritesh Batra and it stars Robert Redford and Jane Fonda couple of small names uh, in the in definitely the you may you may have noticed we, <laughs> may have noticed we are missing a, a rather small name um, from our desk ah, as well this evening well, good one uh, heater's not here again but that's okay no heater so he, he, saw, he wanted to watch the horror film last week he didn't want to watch the uh, the drama romance with with a couple of more senior people in the film that's Very, that's okay we, we can forgive him for that so we do like to kick off our show with a fast flicks where we each give our little quick summary of the film. So, MJ, tell us what do you think about this film we're looking at called Our Souls at Night. Our Souls at Night. Um, my fast flicks. A couple of neighbours find an unlikely relationship in the latter stages of their lives. Good. I've just said two elderly people make a deal to stay over together to get through the night. That's... Yeah, you... <laughs> It, you could have you could have been more granular with it. Like we could have said this happened, this happened. But I think this film is more about just the, the broadness of that decision in yeah, general. It's so. just about these two people, pretty much. That's, yeah. that's what this film is about. So it really is. What did you find anything about it? Anything out about this film? You know what? I had a, I had a bit of trouble with this one. Um, I found look. I think it's worth mentioning that we've just got a, a Netflix original film that stars two. Academy Award winners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Which is pretty great. J- Jane Fonda, a dual Academy Award winner for Best Actress. Robert Redford, Academy Award winner for Best Director, but obviously a very well-versed actor, actor as well. well yeah. um, so it's pretty awesome that we actually get treated to that, albeit in their, not in their heyday right now. No. But you don't forget how to act. So, And um, it's, I guess it's Robert Redford's second Netflix film. Crazy. Yeah, we spoke about it in, it was in the, the discovery, discovery yeah. of of him being like retired, but you know, if the right script comes his way, he'll be like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I think the notion was that everyone thinks that they can't get Robert Redford, so sometimes you just got to ask the question. And um, I did look up at the end of last episode, so there's a That's Netflix right, yeah. series. They're into their seventh season, and it stars Jane Fonda, um, Grace, and Frankie. So she does some work on Netflix too. I'm not familiar with that. Seven seasons in. It's, yeah, that's it's huge. pretty crazy. Uh, and also, yeah, I'm, two weeks in a row, too, where we've had, I guess, this film about a relationship, like two people, the focus of. Absolutely. I mean, this is a lot more about a relationship than um, last week it was a lot more of a personal, personal. demon kind yeah, true. set up. But this, this film is about a relationship. This film is in, probably incredibly relatable for people who are a little bit older than than, than you and I. (laughs) Possibly. I kept that in the back of my mind watching this entire film that 
I think this film would be really popular for people who are going through that stage of their life and they'd be looking at certain elements of it and being like, oh, yeah, that's so true. Oh, yeah, I wish I'd have done that. Oh, that's so great. That's so funny. And, and that would these films are generally really popular at the box office because uh, I guess like the, the elderly audience or the more retired audience still love that appointment viewing of going to the movies every week, probably at a, a discounted rate, probably during the afternoon. Um, and I just remember when I used to sort of work in the industry a little bit more, they were always the ones at the box office where you're like, how the hell did that happen? Like, because they're not the kind of people that are going to wait for it to be streaming or wait for it to come out on DVD. They want to go to the movies because that's what they've done forever. And, and this would have been pretty good in that sense. Correct. Yeah, I've got a colleague at work that literally every Thursday she's out the door at clock off time because she drives home, her friend picks her up on the dot, they drive to the little local sort of art housey cinema. Yep. And this is the perfect film that they would have gone to on yep. a Thursday night. I want to be that person as well. Can mm. you make sure that we do that, Jesse, when we're a little bit older? <laughs> so I've got yeah. the walking cane. Walking yeah. cane. <laughs> That'll be a few years for me, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so this is adapted from a novel. Didn't know that until... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Kent Horf's novel, and he wrote the novel under a death sentence, so just before his death of lung cancer. Um, and this novel was actually published after he died. Yeah. I... Um, when I read that, I think I probably read the exact same line as you. I read under a death sentence as he was in jail. Oh, jail. And oh, I was wow. just like, wow, like, <laughs> this is like a really touching, like, this guy's in jail and he's thinking <laughs> about what it would be like to be back at home. And But no, it just meant he yeah, had, like, terminal cancer. cancer yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, wow. But yeah, that's, I think it would always be hard getting something published and you never get to see how it went. But yeah, um, yeah I didn't know this was based on a, based on a novel when no, I was yeah. watching it. Anything? Did you find something else? Anything else out? I've got a couple of others. Yeah, you go. Yeah. So it's the fourth film that Jane Fonda and Robert Redford have been in together. Yep. Um, and it's been thirty-eight years since their last time on screen together. That's How crazy! Is that older than both of us was the last time that they were on screen comfortably, together. comfortably older than both. So they they were together in the film The Chase in nineteen sixty-six, Barefoot in the Park in nineteen sixty-seven, which I highly recommend. Very okay. very good classic film, and The Electric Horseman in nineteen seventy-nine. Okay, so they had a, they had two in a row, then they had a ten year gap, ten year gap or whatever, yeah, and, and then, then they had 30, a forty year gap. Wow, crazy! I I read, and this was we don't. No one knows whether Jane Fonda was talking in jest or not, <laughs> yeah. but she complained that Robert Redford was two hours late every day and didn't know his lines when they were filming this, and she doesn't think that they'll work together again. Surely that's a joke. <laughs> you know what? I think it's one of those jokes where you're like, this really happened. But I'm having fun with it. But like, seriously, he was late every day. That's that's kind of how I. Or, or you do that on a press junket across Europe, and the Europeans like, oh, this is this is really really good story. Let's let's write about it. I can see it though. I can see it happening. So they filmed this over fifty-one days. Okay. Between September and November, twenty sixteen. That's a big investment. It is. That's that's a fairly maybe because they Robert Redford. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, we're supposed to be here at ten. <laughs> All right, we'll get to it. We'll, get, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll just do it. To- I'll be here tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. I found this little thing that I was like, I can't believe someone actually thought about this and wrote this down. But this little fact that I found was like, if you read the title out really quickly, it's a crude misinterpretation. I, so I dare you listeners to, to say our souls at night really quickly. Like, seriously. It, I, I said it like 10 <laughs> times before I got it. Oh, really? I was like, I don't understand what... And then it's, yeah, Arseholes at Night. Oh, which, okay. Well, I was going to let the audience work it out themselves. Which is, is like <laughs> the opposite of what this film is about. <laughs> it's quite... 
That this film, the thing about this film is it is really, really sweet. Yeah, like, it, oh, that's the definitely. epitome. I, I can't think of a word to describe this film that describes it better than the word sweet. And then you're talking about assholes at night. I'm like, no, this is adorable. <laughs> um, so this this premiered at the Venice Film Festival, which um, is a pretty big deal. I did see that it had a theatrical release, yeah. and that's kind of made sense for me. With the audience, but go so on. It almost a month before it hit Netflix. So first okay. of September, twenty seventeen, and then it was released Netflix worldwide on the 29th of September. Mm. It did have another cinematic release in Poland at the. Um, it's called the Camera Image Film Festival. Okay, but yeah, to release it Ven- at the Venice Film Festival was pretty big. Like this year, the um, the new Joker film or the Joker film won the Venice Film Prize Award. So they do try to pump. Films up at this. Yeah, I guess it's got a bit of clout with Redford and Fonda. Yeah, true. Hey, we've got this new film with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. You might want to give us a bit of air. Yeah. I think you'd be happy to do it. It's filmed in and around Colorado. Yep. Fictional town, obviously. Fictional in the town, film. yep. And it did win one award at the Golden Trailer Awards, which I feel like Netflix must just push their films at this. Yeah, I think we've had a few of them, haven't we? Yeah. I must admit, I saw it had one one award. I didn't win, sorry, it was nominated. No, sorry, I saw it was nominated for one award, and I was like, that's interesting, I wonder what this R trailer. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't I, watch, I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, I should have watched it, though. Every time I see that, I should watch it. Because I think it was, um, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, won that award. Yeah. And that was a really good trailer. So they know what they're doing at the trailer awards. The, well, yeah, if you've ch- clicked on our show notes from our, our last episode, you can f- find the link for the trailer in there. <sighs> okay. Critical consensus. Um, Pretty positive. Very positive, really. I would say very positive. Yeah. yeah. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. 90. 90 on 41 reviews. Okay. So it's still, it's a more than we've seen. Somewhat robust, yeah. 90. Okay. And the audience was 75% on 959 ratings. It's really good. Yeah. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, off nearly 9,000 mm. ratings, and 3.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, just under 3,000. There's enough people who saw this film, who liked this film, for you to say this is a really positive result for it. Definitely. Definitely. So let's. we should probably um, give our early thoughts on what we thought about this film. MJ, what, how do you feel before we break into some characters? What did you think? I think that I would like you to go first. Okay, I'm happy to do I that. I want to hear you go first. And we should say, if you do want to watch this film, uh, we're probably likely to spoil it at some point. Definitely. So if you're keen to see it, uh, watch it first. Put a little bookmark in this podcast because you're going to want to come, come back. back to it. I know it's going to be a jam-packed month. <sighs> but put a bookmark in it and come back to us. But Jesse, what did you think of the film? I thought this was a really cute little film. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, even though I'm not the age of these characters and... I'm not nec- I don't necessarily identify with a lot of these things that they were going through. Yeah. I just felt this nice connection still. It's funny because <laughs> not being able to relate doesn't mean you can't understand. Yeah. Like I sit there and see things and, and obviously it's not something that's uh, prevalent in my life, but I get it. Mm. Like I get these feelings. I get that decision. I understand all this. So yeah, I said it before, like sweet. It was so sweet. Mm. Um, I never really had much of an issue with it. Like there was never really any thing to get concerned or worried about in it it didn't it it, it barely grabbed me um and it felt like a midday movie oh, you, yeah. you stumble across on the telly i don't know they, do they still do they probably do on free to wear surely um it felt like a bit of a midday movie but it was nice like, yeah unfortunately i reckon the details of this film i'll probably forget in a month that's and that's probably the one 
issue with there it. There was never real any real sort of Event. danger or yeah. issue. There was no middle arc where they had to overcome this exactly. massive barrier. Yeah, which I was kind of expecting, but also wasn't. It's not as important in this film as other films, and I don't. I think the the target audience for this film don't necessarily need that. And the big event for them is that coping mechanism at that part of their mm, life, exactly. and that is that is what this film is about. One hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I guess this comes into characters now because they just form such a nice relationship. Yeah, I, I find it like I was sitting down trying to write about. So we've got Lewis and Addy. These are the, <laughs> these two elderly people who have come together and. Yep. I found it really hard to talk about them separately. Yep. I, so did I. And very much so. Yeah, because I did like them both. Yeah, in their own ways. Yeah. They were very different. Um, yeah, I, I thought that Lewis had a very believable arc because um, he, he'd come a long way from start to finish. Yep. He was, uh, at the start, it was Addie who was a lot more forthright. It was a lot more comfortable with where she's at and with her decisions She's quite a strong character. Yeah, well, Whereas, you see that straight away. She knocks on the door and says, "Hey, let's cool. have let's hang out. Let's, let's sleep at each other's place." And and Lewis is obviously a lot more. You know, he, he was a bit more reserved with him. Just I think his decision to go to the back door every time he saw that he was a lot more concerned about what people thought. Yeah, he was very self conscious. Even like he was this lonely guy, and he was because of this loneliness. I felt he was like, yeah, so self conscious about that back door. Didn't want to use it, and. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess that's maybe why you connected with him a bit well, more. I guess, or well, I think or you automatically connect to him. It's, I'm a big advocate. The first character that you spend time with in a film, you build an, an, a connection with them initially. Because to me, someone is telling me that this character is important. Um, that's a side note. Like, I think you do. You draw connection with him anyway. But when you learn more about his past and I guess his misdemeanors as a younger man, you can definitely understand why he's so concerned with what people think about him. True. Because you can imagine there was a time in the heat of his life where he's he was a judged. top of town. Yeah. Everyone was talking about him. And, and and you get to see the inside of his regret from that. And and I think at the end, near the end when Addie's son, Gene, was was kind of saying, this is what he did. And and as a, as an audience, you're like, yeah, but like that's not him because we we get to see that and we, we know or we know how far he's come and it's just I, I can't even envision him doing that right because it was probably forty years ago that it happened. So uh, there's a there's a scene there's a good scene at the start which sort of shows you how he may have been that. So he sat at this cafe with these old men and they all gossiped. So he was a part of that yep. that gossipy sort of crowd even though you couldn't see it, but then like he, he sort of pr- he removed himself Separate from that himself situation from as well. It's a really good, yeah. I, I watched that scene a little bit differently, but that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, I th- you know, I th- so you, you have this background where he's had an affair on he, with his wife. Um, his wife's passed away, but then they're like, he's flawed. So he's a flawed character. Yeah. But then at the same time, they're both lonely, but Addie's a flawed character too. Yeah. Massively flawed. You, um, and you know what? That's less overt, and I like that about mm. it. it. It it kind of comes to fruition quite late how much her decisions when she was younger have impacted later in life. Exactly, yeah. And I like this. Towards the start, it was like, you know, we don't really know each other. We've lived across the road from each other for 40 years or whatever it was, and we don't really know each other. And I just liked the, the idea that, hey, I'm going to get to know both of you a little bit better as you get to know each other too. It's crazy as an audience because you're trying to piece together how they came together in the first place because you're like, are they 
good friends, were their wise friends, how close were yeah. they, how much they know of each other. Um, and then you kind of get a bit taken aback with like, these guys don't know each other at all. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's a really weird situation. So, and I feel like the, so the only way that, so he obviously taught, um, at his son at school, I'm pretty sure that there was some reference that he was a great teacher. He was a teacher. I don't know if he necessarily he taught, taught his son. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's the, the context of how she knew this guy and she doesn't. But I think she was friends with his wife. His wife. Cause remember at the start he says, oh, I'm sure, um, your number will be here somewhere. somewhere from, true. From exactly. Diane Goes through that framework yeah. to find her. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, there any, I've got a couple, I've got another character I want to talk Sorry, about. there definitely is. I know. I'm assuming it's Jean. Okay, Jean, yep, go. Um It's funny because So, so Jean's the Jean's son. Addie's of son. Addie, yep. Um and I, I she he almost felt like a member of Addie's past. And the idea that you never actually stop your responsibilities as a parent, even though you're entering a different part of your life. Um I'll get to some scenes with him later on, but he was a really important character, and I love the juxtaposition that he had with, I think it was Holly. Um, yeah. So uh, Holly Lewis, is Lewis's, Lewis's daughter, daughter yeah. who, for all intents and purposes, probably has every reason every reason to be upset at her dad, and she's completely chill and completely cool with him, um, and also completely cool with him dating another woman, and all this kind of stuff is completely fine, whereas Jean is that comparison where here are these two people that are basically dating later in life and are a little bit unsure about doing it and how it's going to be perceived. And on the one hand, Holly's like, cool, off you go and do it. And the other hand, Jean is just like, this doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't feel well to me. It doesn't feel right to me. You've opened my eyes a little bit because I, I had down here. So I was like, yeah, I get Jean's like this guy who's lost and he's dealing with his own breakup. And I almost thought it was like unreasonable of him to expect so much from his mum in life when he hasn't expected anything of her previously that you can gather. Yeah. And then, so reading it that way, I was like, Holly didn't even need her in the film. But no. now that you're saying that, yeah. like, I get that. Like, cause I was like, I'm not sure we actually needed to like, and the only, you say it twice, well, hear her twice, hear her on the hear phone. Her, hear her once and, and see her once. Her once. And, and it like, felt so, to me, it just felt so obvious. Cause I was thinking this whole time, like, how are people, because because uh, Lewis was so conscious of it, how are people perceiving their relationship? And I'm like, well, surely the big one is his daughter. daughter yeah. And then she just couldn't be more chilled with it. And it just stood out to me that it was so different to the way Jean saw it. Um, I'll, I'll get to a scene later on about Jean that I that was probably my favorite scene of the film that, that told me a lot. Just thinking of Holly too, like there's a scene, that one scene we do, Sarah, there at the bowling alley. And I felt like she was almost having a crack at him about never actually building that train set with her. So, like, maybe that was me interpreting that she wasn't actually okay with him. But No, but what I liked about her conversation is the way... So, you learn about her childhood through Lewis as what you assume is a, he's a bad dad. He walked yep. out in his family and then realized that he wanted to be there, but it was kind of never the same. Mm. So, you've got this really negative view of it. And one of the first things that she says is... Oh yeah, we had a really bad year, and my dad's never forgiven himself, even though he should. So her perception is completely different, different to, how, to, to how he saw because himself he the whole that time. Comment as well, like you know, I've, it's my fault that you don't have a relationship with anyone. He's beating so himself, he's himself up, up when she's just it. like, "It's fine, okay. I'm my own person. You weren't that bad." Um, so I like that as well because they really do paint they paint Lewis to be a, to, to have made a lot of mistakes and may, make sure you think those mistakes mean a lot, but mm. the only evidence you get is that they don't really mean yeah, as much as he thinks. So, um, yeah, it was kind of more, more I talk about it. It was quite an yeah. important scene. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
It's good. The discussion's opening it up a little bit. Yeah. Who else do you want to talk about? I, I didn't have anyone else. Uh, that was it. Yeah, the only the only other one I had was Jamie, the the grandson. Yeah, true. Um, it was just interesting to see someone that age who unashamedly, with no agenda, realizes what is better for him, um, and that true, not yeah. that's not his parents. Makes that call. I want to stay with Nana. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Um, but that's what a I don't know seven or eight year old would do. Like, he especially if he's being left at home to make a puzzle while his dad's yeah. out on the on the piss. Like, I was wondering what was going to happen. Yeah, that. yeah, that was one of those scenes where you're like, oh, what's going to happen here? It was so sweet that he had the dog though. What a great dog. yeah, it's a good dog. So, um, the director of this film, Ritesh Batra, this is his third film, and I haven't seen his other two. So he's an Indian director. Yeah, he'd done a few Indian films. Mm. He had done Sense of an Ending, which is a British drama from 2017. Yep. Um, which was released theatrically in Australia, I know for a fact. But it was a very similar kind of targeted movie. It was more of a crime movie. I never saw it, sorry. But it was more of a crime film that was targeted at like that older 50-plus audience. Okay. Um, so I guess it would have been a similar time to this, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But he kind of had a little bit of a hitting zone there. And this year he's got a film called Photograph Out as well. Mm. So, yeah, ha- hadn't heard of this story. No, nah, nor heard I. Nor heard yeah. I. I thought that Fonda... And Redford, I was impressed that they're at a stage in their careers where they don't care about being old on the screen. Well, yeah. And I think that that's really important in this film because there are a lot of actors that you can see, you know, they, doesn't matter how old they are, they don't want to be playing these characters that are seen as old in films. Mm. You, you often see a lot of, you know, actors who are like still trying to show that they're, they're strong, like, and they're, they're not old. Robert Redford's got every right to do that. Like, right? Mm. He's made a career yeah, on exactly. that. exactly. Yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed that they were both happy to play these characters. It's almost, you'd have to think that the script or something about the film or the, the themes within it meant, meant something yeah. to them. This is a story that we want to tell. Um, and as we sort of said, we, we don't know, we probably should have asked, but we think this would resonate with people, you know, like I, I think that it would. Definitely. All right. Well, should we talk about some scenes that we liked in this film? Yeah, for sure. Go for it. What, what, what did you like? Um... Just a couple. So I really liked the scene early on when uh, Addie was talking about her daughter dying. Um, yeah, I, I also have that as well. <clears throat> like, apart from the fact that it was really raw and it was really wonderfully delivered, you start to learn more about the characters because I had no idea that she had a daughter who passed away. Um, and I almost had to pause there because I was like, Connie, who's Connie? I was like, oh, we haven't heard about who's Connie. Oh, we had. Uh, that's yeah. uh, that's with my next scene actually. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, because I at that stage it's, I was like, "Who's Connie?" Because I was interesting. confused. Yeah, so but it was interesting because you never got because you'd already heard about Lewis's um, misdemeanors by then. Yeah, but you'd never got the idea that uh, Addie had anything, you know, any sort of scandal or anything wrong with her life. So I really enjoyed hearing that. Uh, I think that got to the point. I'm like, here are these two people that have got a fair bit of baggage. Yeah, and this means a lot more to them than than just a bit of comfort at night, right? Um, and I, it, it kind of somewhat it does it leads into the scene in a sense where this is my favourite scene of the film is when when Gene came home drunk that night so Lewis and, and Addie had already gone over to Jamie because his dad hadn't come home and he got home drunk and he reveals for the first time that you wouldn't even look at me when they're in the ambulance yep. or and then for the weeks preceding and she's like oh, you look, I never blamed anyone for Connie's death but you never understood, right, that that was the impact that it had on him. Mm. Uh, and this is the baggage that she's had with her. She didn't even know she had, right? Um, and it just made me think that 
when Addie first shows Lewis around the house when he first gets there, she says, this is Connie's room. I don't know if you remember that. Cause it, for some reason, it stuck with me. Okay. So when, but she never mentioned anything about Jean. And so when she tells the story of Connie's death and she sort of mentions that the family was never the same, you finally see those repercussions of her not being able to move on. Yeah, of holding and, on and to where this. And where it hit and it hit Jean and she didn't even really know it. Um, that was really powerful, that scene. I thought it was one, really, really well acted. It was just a great, great scene um, because you learn something and you're like, wow, this is everything we've sort of been talking about. But we missed this key, key piece. Loved it. Good pickup. Very good pickup. Uh, the only other thing I had was I just really liked the line at one stage where Lewis says, I want to live out my day and come home and tell about tell talk you about you, it yeah. at night. Um, come home and talk to you. That's, and that's ageless, right? And, but, and that's know, like almost him begging her to be like, I've got. He's like, I've got to be with you still. I've got, yeah, I've got to. I can't let you go. It's a simple pleasures, right? That's that's what's important. It's. Yeah. I had. A, I, what did you do today? Well, you know what? What I did doesn't matter unless I get to tell you about it. Yeah. So. Exactly. What have you got? I liked, um, the scene where, so Holly Lewis's daughter is trying to call him, and you see him coming home, spending the night at Addie's place, and he gets to the phone and he answers it. And she's like getting really upset because, you know, you didn't answer the phone. I mean, trying to call or not, I'm going to call the police. You had no <laughs> idea how to answer that. <laughs> and then I, I really liked where she goes, well, maybe you should get those hearing aids that we've been talking about. <laughs> and, his, and his response is like, what? As in a joke, like, I can't hear you. I laughed. I thought that was quite funny. I thought that was very, very clever. Um, he was really aloof earlier on in the film. Yeah. I didn't quite get him. Like, <laughs> I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I like you spoke about. I liked that scene where he was, um, where Addie was talking about, you know, the tires and the ambulance and how it changed their relationship and stopped talking and being intimate with her husband. Um, and I just thought the acting performance from her and that was Fonda was great, spot on. Yeah, yeah. really good. And I like, I did, I really like this growth of her and Lewis, almost like parents yeah. with Jamie. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're <laughs> just these little simple things like having a go at Jamie about always being on his phone and playing games and, you know, no, you can't leave the table to play your, your games. Yeah. And then, um, and you see that follow through where they go to this camping scene. I really like this. They're out together having fun. Um, Lewis is teaching Jamie how to throw the football yeah. and, and then it's like, you know, where's your phone? Oh, I didn't bring it because Lewis told me it wouldn't work out here. So it's like, okay, we see this. They've had this positive influence on this kid, Massively. which was really nice. And then you got the train set and the, the, and train the dog, and like this whole life now is like the outdoors. And the, the, the dog was another thing I thought was really funny because, oh. you know, obviously there's this scene where, where Jamie can't sleep and he's like, "Oh, can I jump into bed with you, Nana?" And she's like, "Yes." And I, I, I laughed because I was like, I could tell the reaction from Lewis. Um, from Lewis yeah. was was funny. And then you get this lead in where he buys this dog. I'm like, "Oh, this is really nice." And then then Addie has this line where it's like, you know. You had this plan all the long <laughs> because you wanted him to sleep with a dog so you could get in bed with me. And I, I just thought that was... That and what was did he say? You, I'm not that smart. Yeah, I'm not that smart. <laughs> and the, I really liked the final scene. Um, oh, on the, on yeah, the iPhone. Yeah, so, so Lewis, yeah, Lewis sends, the, you know, sends the train set and a phone to, to Addie and, and you know, you, yeah, you're thinking, oh, is she going to call him? Is she going to call him? And she finally calls him. And to me, it was almost the opposite of her going to his door and asking him to, oh, to come yeah, and stay. Well, and I was like, this is... So I was like her reaching out for help at the start. And now this was him reaching out because he needed that company. He, he's realized, I need your company. Yeah. And I really liked that. Yeah, I thought that was, was really good. Man, I am really enjoying talking about this film to the good. point where I feel like I would have rather watch it with someone. I don't know. Maybe well, one of those films I, that I watched, feed off. I watched this one with my wife. So, oh, did you? Um, I was like, it's a romance film. It's a couple of older actors, actresses. So I don't know what you're going to feel. And I'm like, let's watch it together. What did she think? Um... Yeah, it was a nice film. Yeah. It was a nice film. We, we both 
both enjoyed it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Just a nice film. It's there's like I don't have anything really negative to say about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it just made you feel like okay, like yeah. But you know what? It wasn't like overly positive either. No, no it wasn't all, just no. like oh, this is the feel good movie of the no, year. It was life. Yeah, it was, it was, it was life. life. Yeah. Um, what is I'm there? Not, any, what didn't you like? Well, the, all this stuff from me is within the first sort of fifteen minutes, and I had a bit of trouble with. They were both trying to act awkward. Yeah. Um, well, it needed to be awkward. I know. It needed to be awkward. It felt too awkward, Overdone. too forced. So when she sort of walks in and said, would you want to sleep with me? I didn't like it that it took her like another minute to define what she meant by sleeping with her. Like everyone knows what you mean when you say, would you like to sleep with me? Because I'm watching this thinking, oh, she's asking for sex, mm. which it's not that big a deal. Like, I kind of get that that question coming from her and, and her situation. Um, it kind of annoyed me that like that they tried to make it so awkward that she's like, oh, no, I'm not talking about that. I was like, well, hang on. Let's not pretend like we're idiots here. Fair enough. The, the, the deliberate awkwardness was a bit too much. And when, you know, he was like, oh, I'll give you a call. I think, you know, my wife's got your number somewhere. It's like, well, ask her. She's right there. Like, I don't know. It just well, got it. That was because he was undecided whether he wanted to do He it. was, yeah, of course. And I understood that as well. I And I, I did like that the one time that they did have sex... They didn't do it in their houses. They yeah. went on this trip, so it was special. It was something that it was more than just them being there for company for each other. They, they made it into this night, so I did like that they took that away from that home rather than be like, oh, yeah, let's just go at it at home. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. And the other thing is that they're really nitpicky, but um, you said at the start you liked how he walked out of the coffee shop, and I agree. I think you read that better than I read it. It annoyed me that he didn't explain himself. <laughs> Because they were all like, oh, you know, I wish I had your energy. And I'd just be like, oh, actually, by the way, no, we're just doing this. It's like no big deal. So that annoyed me that he didn't talk about it. But I think yeah. your read on it is probably yeah, better. It would have been hard to like say to like 10 other guys, that will be like, what are you on? Like, it would have been true to reality. I think that's what someone would have done in that situation. It doesn't make for a great scene in a film though. True. Okay. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> yeah. yeah, true, true. Uh, and the only other thing that really annoyed me is when they went to town on their first date and Every single person, person stared at them. I'm sorry. I don't care what town you live in. Not every single person knows who you are. That, that that was drummed up a bit too much for me. Yeah. It almost reminded me of like those teen films on Netflix we've watched where you've got... Because she had this walk, red dress on. Walking, down, walking down, the down the corridor. Where everyone's just staring and glaring. I was like, you know Very what? See, make them bump into someone. But don't make like every... There's like... 21 year old people going is that Lewis and Addy like come on <laughs> like it's a bit much well maybe he's got this you know this reputation in town he's this teacher who screwed up his life and then yeah, yeah I don't know There's this, like, and it had a small town feel to it so I'm okay with all that but they overdid it cool but that's it they're nitpicks yeah and I've, I've spoken about this a little bit the only sort of scene I wasn't a massive fan of was at the bowling alley but that's because I read it completely yeah. different how you did um, I just thought that you know, to me, he, apart from that one phone call from her, it was almost like, did we really need to hear that he was going to keep the map to keep track of her in Europe? Because that was cute, like the way he did it. And I like there were like tears like running down his face, and I get that. But I was like, to me, we saw this massive growth in Addie and how she resolved her relationship with her kids. And to me, this was like I, I don't know. I felt like I wanted a resolution. Because we've been told the whole film that he's not this great guy, that he's had all yeah. these mistakes in his life. So I just wanted some sort of redemption for him to be told that he's a good guy rather than... I almost think he got it. The resolution was that he didn't need to do anything. 
And then she even yeah. made that point. Yeah. She's like, I'm, he did all this great job letting me grow up. Now I, I need to grow up myself. I of. think it, it probably just annoyed me that we get that from a character we actually see in one scene rather than if we had have seen her a couple of times throughout the film with some examples of yeah. that. I don't know. That, it was just this one scene with one with the daughter. That yeah. just, I was like, I yeah. guess if you really look at it though, it's because she doesn't need to be in it because yeah. she, she is so she's self-sufficient fine. anyway yeah. and, and she's this whirlwind kind of character. And But I think it's just because the whole film like, I'm interpreting that he doesn't have this great relationship because I'm watching it from his eyes. But so, you are exactly yeah, right. And yeah. that was the only evidence you have otherwise. Yeah. So that's, Maybe that tells you I'm on board with him a lot more than yeah, I should true. be. What, yeah. Okay. Well, what was the film saying? What were some of the themes or ideas? Well, I've gotten real clever with this one. Ooh, I like, I like a bit of cleverness. You can teach an old dog new tricks. <sighs> Very nice. So can we do a dog update when you're talking about that? Because that, that seems like no. a, dog, a dog thing. All right, well, my dog update. So we do have a segment on this film, Did My Dog Bark? And there's a dog in this film. And there is a dog in this film. And my youngest dog, Todd, could not handle that dog. Oh, really? So they obviously started at a bloody uh, dog Pound. shelter. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man, there's a lot going on there. I love it because I've got two dogs and you know them, obviously. But Bernie's much more quiet and calm and nice-natured. <laughs> sure is. Todd, Todd's got a great heart, but he's just so energetic. <laughs> and as soon as like the dogs come on the screen, I had both actually... I was lucky. Both dogs sitting on my lap during this film. And the dogs come on the screen... And Bernie just like gets up and walks away. He's like, Todd, I don't want to deal with your crap. I know you're going to get worked up here. Yeah. Nah, but Todd was Todd was pretty bad with the dog in this. I, yeah, it was a bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> but um, it did epitomize, like, so the ability for, you know, what, teaching old dog new tricks. Lewis, um, obviously going out of his comfort zone, but the epitome of this for me, I don't know if you picked up on this. The very start, Lewis is drinking cause beers. Yep. And then he goes to Addie's and she gets him some beer and he drinks it and he makes a face like, oh, this is not what I normally drink. At the end, when they're both not together, Lewis is drinking those beers Ah, from Addie's house. I I, I just loved it. I'm like, this is a guy who didn't think he needed any help, didn't think he needed any change in his life. He changed his beers for it. Exactly. It was was great. It was such good imagery. I, I made a... Good note of that, but it was it was symbolic of his whole journey, particularly. Addie was a lot more on board, and it was her idea, but Lewis's good pickup. Yeah, I I think that um, the overarching thing of this is about company and about no matter what you've done in life, no matter where you've been, no matter how many mistakes you've made, everybody deserves company in life. Everyone deserves someone to be by their side to keep them company because yeah. loneliness is something that. I don't think anyone deserves. No, no one deserves yeah. it. And, and you know what? Some people don't even think they're lonely when they are lonely. It's, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I think that was the overarching thing for me. And that little bits and pieces about not worrying about what people think. Big time. Not worrying about, you know, because they got judged. Even though you may be like, and they may not comment exactly like when um, they're walking down the street at some stage, you're like, oh, we're no longer the news anymore. Like, yeah. And that, that was nice that they're sort of like, was, you know, we, we can be happy. We don't even hold news yeah, anymore. We're, yeah. And it was, a, it was a bit on parenting too, like being, a, like being a parent, like they realistically, none of them were really good parents. You know what? But at, they were at some stage. They, not, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. But they were probably good parents to Jamie when they'd had the life exactly. experience to, yeah. to kind yeah, of do to, it to right. Deal with it. Do it a second time. They knew what they needed to do. Yeah. I love that little talk on sort of technology versus yeah. outdoors. That was really nice. And that, you got this kid, um, He's like any other kid and, and kids are susceptible to that kind of stuff. And they're like, all right, this is actually really fun. This is awesome. Let's do it. I don't care if this train is 50 years old or whatever it is. So yeah, nice idea. Good. All right. Well, what, what did you take from this MJ? What, what did you think? Well, yeah, 
I probably didn't like this film. Actually, did alright in terms of rating numbers, didn't it? We're talking about eight thousand from memory. Ninety percent. Yeah. Right. No, but in terms oh, of numbers, because right. my, my theory is that maybe this isn't a Netflix the, film. The, net, the best sort of Netflix film. But you know what? We've we've talked about this before. Being um, Netflix has this ability of just building its catalog, and they're not trying to make this like let's use Marvel as an example, making one film that appeals to everybody. They make they're getting lots and lots of different films because this film appeals to you, this film appeals to you. And they want to build this catalogue yep. up, right? So in the fifty films that we've done, we've done fifty now, this is no, there's nothing like this. No. This is very unique. So again, it's just like adding to that catalogue, I suppose. They're like building that catalogue for fifty years time when we want to watch this film. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we'll be like, you know what? I am super lonely. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I'd imagine this film would have done quite well at like a, a matinee and and the, the, the retired audience really getting around it and resonating. I, I can imagine them just like laughing at things that I didn't find funny and that kind of stuff. I can see it all. It's mm. yeah, yeah. I, I think the performances in this were really good. They were really yeah. good, and that's sort of like if you had two actors or act, or actresses in this that weren't able to hold their chops, it probably would have been pretty ordinary. Just makes you think that they're both that they, that this would just have to be something that's relatable to them yeah. right now, and they're they're bloody Hollywood superstars, so they're. Their, uh, what do you want to call them? Their their latter stages of life are very different to the normal person's latter stages of life. But the feelings and emotions don't change. Yeah, and you know I wouldn't have rushed out to see the the screen. But like you've spoken about, there there is a definitely a, a little um there's a, yeah, there's an audience for it. Yeah, yeah. I, there's no way I would have seen this. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Wouldn't have come on my radar. No, no way. I wouldn't have even watched it. And I'm glad I did. And this is the type of film that probably would have been on for a weekend, and that would be it. If it actually got a cinematic release, no, I wouldn't during the week, mate. That's when it would be hitting kicking goals. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a Tuesday twelve pm film. Bubs and babes. <laughs> um, IMDb. So sometimes if uh, we need to check out an actor or an actress or someone we see on the screen, we jump on IMDb and, and look them up to see what else they've been in. Did you get on? I did. Me too. Did you get the kid? I I I, did, I looked up the kid. Yes, I've never I've never watched Young, young Sheldon, young yeah, Sheldon that's what I, yeah. but he's like. You see the ads, yeah, you yeah. see everything for it. And I'm like, I reckon that kid's young Sheldon. And kids, You're right. Yep, kids I had that as well. Young Sheldon's the kid. Um, I did have another one, though. I looked up Holly, even though she was only in one scene. So the, um, her name's Judy Greer, and she's the really horrible lady in Jurassic World. Um, really horrible lady. So that's where I recognize no, her. No, no, no. Jurassic World, she's, she's the mum in Jurassic World who leaves her kids off. Yeah, she's horrible. Isn't she's, she horrible? She just, like, she drops her kids off at the airport and they go. Yeah, she's horrible. She's just she's, she's not, not there like, for her kids. She's like, she, they're on holiday. It's going going to see her auntie. And what happens? Jurassic World. <laughs> I'd love to go to Jurassic World. She's also I'm sure she's in the visit. Is she in the the visit? No, maybe not. With um the M Night Shyamalan film. Yeah, she might be in that. Yeah. Anyway, and Thor, she's Thor, very familiar. It's very she? familiar. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Uh, you got any questions? No, sorry. No. <laughs> I st- I- I, I, I'll start off this isn't really a question this is just me sort of uh, having a little brag I guess yeah. I got to see Jane Fonda in real life did you? yeah which is quite a nice little story I guess have you told me this? I, don't, I may have I don't know okay. I've, I've, you've probably heard this story okay. but our audience probably hasn't so <laughs> so I might share it with them so you just have to block your ears for a minute I don't think I have so I'm, I'm all ears so love, um, love heading over to the states every now and then and one of the trips I got to head over there and we're just doing that sort of day around Hollywood Boulevard and there's the El Capitan Theatre on Hollywood Boulevard, which is owned by Disney and they always show these Disney films. So I was like, oh, made my wife come along, like, let's go watch. So we watched The Muppets. 
um, film in the El Capitan Theatre where the actual Muppets film was made. Oh, so yeah. that was really, really cool. Anyway, so we walked out and sort of Disney owns this little block of Hollywood Boulevard. So you come out and then next door is where they filmed Jimmy Kimmel Live. Okay. So uh, we walked okay. out and then they're like, oh, tickets to Jimmy Kimmel Live. Do you want to come in and watch it? Like, well, yeah, okay. So we literally, an hour later, we were inside Jimmy Kimmel sitting in the in the studio and the, the guests of the night are Russell Brand and Jane Fonda. Halfway so, through you telling that story. I you remember, remember you it, yeah. Told me, well, so. Anyway, so I, I thought that was cool because all I remember Jane Fonda from were those exercise videos mum used to have, <laughs> like the, the aerobics. And I was like, oh, wow, well, it's Jane Fonda. So, um, yeah, that was my Jane Fonda story. Um, I did have a question though. So, Addie, mm. I want to know, do you think that she should have gone to help her son because... Is that just her making up for her past actions? I, like, is it just this one thing that supposedly makes up for 30 years? No, I get the feeling that was, I wanted to, I, I kind of wanted him to be like, I can't mother you forever, but then realize that, you know what, maybe I wasn't doing it right in the first place. So I, I've got some work to do here. I don't think it's like a, I'm sorry, I'll fix it. I think it's like a, you know what, I never quite did it right in the first place. Because I felt like she was always she was seemed to be there for him the whole time anyway. Because he was happy to drop the kid off earlier. So yeah, I, yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like it was a big like why couldn't he come and move in with her? I, that was the big thing that I thought because I was I was sort of thinking like your house is kind of big enough and fine enough for more people to move in, whereas their house didn't seem that good. But I guess it kind of didn't necessarily. Um, lend itself to the story when it yeah, true, him yeah. moving away but yeah I thought the exact same because thing. that was the only the real sort of thing at the end that there was some sort of issue without if she could have stayed in the same neighbourhood as him and it still could have all worked out yeah. and it could have been a happy happy film but it couldn't have been that far away though because they drove there that night it wasn't like they would drive for hours I assume yeah true anyway yeah, like, anyway uh, last one is the title. What do you think of the title? Our Souls at Night. Because I, I find this title really hard to remember. Our Souls at Night. <laughs> I won't forget it now. But I, I just found like as I was doing this, like we were doing this film and building up to it, I kept forgetting the title. You're right. It is difficult to remember. Um, does it resonate with you with the film and what the film's about? Yes, it does. Uh, the the idea of them finding more about themselves at night. It's like them revealing. It's more about yeah that that night night what night's the hardest time sort of together yeah. and that's when we sort of came together and yeah. it's 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 got that sort of relevance yeah. there but you're right it doesn't it, it doesn't it make it any more relatable no it's it's, it's, a, it's tough know, to I remember I thought it was a, yeah relatable a tough title to, to stick all right Judy any... Greer is not in the visit by the way okay. I think I honestly remembered her because the visit is Catherine Hahn who's a mum who drops her kids off so I think I remember ah. Jurassic World her dropping her kids off and I got nah, confused I'm sure she was the really evil chick in that. She's the mum. I'm sure she's yeah, the mum. Okay. Who's the evil chick in Jurassic World? I'm sure she was like a bad... I saw it like I'm sure she's the bad chick in Jurassic World. I, just have to, I haven't seen it since it came out of the Maybe you movies. just didn't agree with their parenting and parenting. that's really stuck with you. It just in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, you're the bad chick. She was getting like a, they were getting like a divorce. Yeah, I've but, got they must have these really bad feelings. Yeah, but no, it's definitely her. All right, well, I think it's time to wrap this up. We'll have a yeah. little bit of a discussion. So we like to give the films that we watch a rating out of five and give it a, ne- oh, not a Netflix, a Flix forum rating. MJ, what do you think? It was, it was fine. Like it was, I liked the relationships. Um, I liked the characters. I thought it was really sweet, if nothing else. Um, it was definitely a change of pace of what I, <laughs> what I normally watch and what I've been watching at the moment. Um, it's still, I still never really connected with, with it enough and 
It was pretty forgettable. I think I'm not going to remember the details of this in a few months' time, probably. But I'm going to give it two and a half stars because it was. I felt like I it was worth the watch, and I've I can't stress enough how much I've enjoyed talking about this that I didn't think that I was going to enjoy. So good. We I think we've done a good job there dissecting that one. Very nice. Well, I I really enjoyed just spending an hour and a half with these two characters on screen where nothing traumatic happened to them yeah. in the the timeline we were following there were no massive big you know heartaches it was just these two older people getting to know each other and i really liked that uh although i did find them they were both flawed like and i i think i liked that as That's well because better, even though they were flawed i wanted them to be happy i really wanted them to to get along and be happy together and i, I was a little bit disappointed with the end that they didn't end up like i know there's that possibility that they're going to get back together at some yeah, stage. You certainly don't think that's that's how it's going to end. They're just going to be call each other every night. You still think there's something there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to see them on screen together at the end. Sure. Yeah. That would have made it, yeah. So you but, were in. Your heart was yeah, in. Yeah, I was, I was I in. That. And I, I really liked the acting performances and I thought it was really well made. So I'm giving this three and a half. Good. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad you did. No, this this was, this was a nice one. Look yeah. at the ratings that we saw yeah. before you saw it. Everyone seemed to like it. Yeah. So um, adding those two results up, that gives us an average of three. Yep. Which is not too bad. It's fine. So we are on social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've taken a line from Addie from the film for our question Question of the week. week. So our question is that she says, I've spent my whole life worrying about what other people think. Does Mm. this ring true in real life? Do we just constantly worry about what people think about us? I reckon there's a lot of that. There is a lot of that. Even when you don't think you do, you do. You just worry about this perception of how you are. I just felt that from them. The whole time. But you felt like they were moving away from it, though. Mm. Which is... But then, towards the end, they would separate it again. And that really, <laughs> really upset me. I just wanted them to be together. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us if you can. Download each of our episodes this month. Obviously, we are out every single day. Every so, day. So, if you are subscribed, you will be getting us... Bang, bang, bang. 25 days in a row. Your commute to work <laughs> will be an absolute treat. Hopefully you're watching the film the night before because as I said, you've got plenty of time on your hands right now, don't you? Because yeah, and there's no time to go shopping. There's no, time <laughs> there's to no Christmas gifts, parties. Yeah, there's ordering your turkeys. It's okay. Just listen to us. I would recommend that you watch a Netflix original film each night. So last night you would have watched um, Our Souls at Night. See, that is hard to remember. It is. Um, and you can just keep doing that throughout the month because we're on every single day. Correct. So tomorrow... We're doing it, so you might as well. We are tomorrow, we're actually not asking our audience to watch a film. true. We've got the big one tomorrow. Tomorrow, we have our big one where we're going to look at our um, sort of rankings for the last 25 films. So we did this with our uh, from our first episode to our 25th episode. So we're going to look from 26 25. to 50. To 50. So there's 25 episodes. We're going to rank them, talk about our favorite scenes. This is a lot of fun. We did this at, yeah, after 25 episodes, and it's a lot of fun, A, just going back and enjoying what we've already seen. Um, but B, just just having fun with it again. It's, yeah. um, if you haven't listened to it, listen to our 25th episode one. Um, yeah, you might find a Netflix film that you want to pick up and, very true. and watch. We're not going to spoil the hell out of those ones. Our so. catalogue is available, so there's over 50 episodes there now, so check them yes, out. Yeah. If you did want to watch ahead and take tomorrow off and look at our next film. because <laughs> it's not too far away, the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not tomorrow, but the next day. We're no, looking we're at the 2017 Spanish dark comedy. So a foreign language film. It's called Bomb Scared. Second Spanish film too. Yes, after Seven, seven Años. Was Spanish, wasn't it? It's our third foreign, foreign language, language film after Blam. What would you call um, First They Killed My Father? <sighs> okay, fourth. That's probably- First They Killed, yeah, it's a lot of Cambodian in that. Good. Yeah. 
So it's directed by uh, Borja Cabega. It stars Javier Camara, Julian Lopez, and Mirren Ibargoen. So I've got a really high um, expectation of, of Spanish films after Seven Años. So Seven Años was good. Seven Años was awesome. Yeah, I almost want to go back and watch that again. <laughs> Not this month. We were too no, busy. too many other things. So it's been good catching up, MJ. Really enjoyed it. Our little chat. It's good. I'm, I'm going to see you very, very yeah, soon. And you know what? The best thing is. Get to see you a lot. <laughs> that's the second oh, best thing. Okay, well, the best, the thing. best thing is we've got a couple of Christmas movies coming up. We too. do. So that's worked itself out very nicely yeah. from a timing perspective. And you're going to get to listen to some Christmas movie flicks forums in the midst of Christmas season. Correct. So I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> you will see me tomorrow. You might see me the next day as well. <laughs> it's going to be busy. All right. We'll see you soon. All right. See you. Bye.